Hello and welcome to This is the Greatest Song I've Ever Heard in My Entire Life. I'm Scott Interante and today I'm joined by Jared Saltiel, the singer, songwriter, arranger, producer. Uh, he has a new EP, Dream Song, coming out March 24th. Jared, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Scott. It's so good to be here. Yeah. You know, obviously we will get into talking about your musical tastes and your background and the song that makes you scream, this is the greatest song I've ever heard in my entire life. But why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about this new release? Yeah. So this is my third EP in a row. Um, I keep doing little records with five songs each. I think I'm going to do one more after this one. <laughs> It's, I, I have to admit, it's kind of a downer. Uh, I think it's it's my biggest downer that I've that I've ever made. Um, <laughs> but there was something really unique about recording this record. It was just like me in my own world, and I really wasn't thinking about how it was going to be perceived or received very much. Barely anybody worked on it other than me and my friend, engineer, producer Ken Rich, and a few string players. That was it. Yeah. And I guess I would say it's it's probably my pandemic record. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> well, now's the time. Now's the time. Yeah. You know, when you go you go slowly writing songs, recording songs, producing songs, finishing them, and then sitting on them for a year. <laughs> the standard process. Right, right, right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm wrapping up that standard process by finally letting other people hear it. Yeah, well, I'm excited to listen to the whole thing. But, you know, let's go back to when you started playing music. Were you always interested? in writing songs or were you you know just a music fan and happy to pick up a guitar yeah well as you know i have an older brother who is also a musician and a songwriter so mm -hmm. probably the start for me was watching him perform at his eighth grade talent show with his band I, and i wasn't playing guitar at the time i was taking piano lessons and i was learning drums and i largely started learning drums so that i could play along with him oh yeah but yeah, I started writing music very young. I think the first thing I wrote was probably on piano, just an instrumental piece in fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. So obviously that's very young, very early in your like even playing piano journey. So I assume, you know, you were always kind of drawn to the more creative side of it. Were there things that you were trying to emulate when you started writing songs like even you know further along when you start writing songs in earnest were there certain artists or bands that really struck you as like i want to be able to do that yeah the early days for me i listened to a lot of you know grunge and alternative rock so i wrote a bunch of songs with just power chords which were very you know 90s sounding songs mm -hmm. As you're getting older, you know, further into high school and college, obviously having that older brother that you're looking up to who's also a musician and sort of being inspired by him, was there a specific album or artist that you felt like, oh, well, this is mine, not his? Mm. I think my big breakaway artist in that sense would probably be Ben Folds. Oh, yeah. When I was writing really immature songs, he was like the perfect guy to look up <laughs> right. to. The other big sort of diversion from my brother's influence was just Britpop in general. I became really obsessed with Britpop. You know, I think that like the classic mid-90s period, but then also everything that came after that with like early Coldplay, Radiohead continuing on, Travis I was really into, yeah. Doves I really liked. And then I started getting into like the garage rock stuff with the Strokes and the White Stripes and they certainly had an influence on me as well. 
Yeah. See, these answers are interesting to me as someone who knows your music. Actually, let's listen to a little of your single from this new EP, A Stranger, Your Name, and, and see what I'm talking about. It's not for me to question nature's way. I just hope you're happy. You know you have me. You know, your music has this beautiful folk influence and these uh, rhapsodic arrangements and, and song structures. Where where does that stuff come into your purview? I think that it was a combination of starting to learn more sort of jazz voicings on guitar and piano. And definitely my listening expanded dramatically in college. I definitely reference Rufus Wainwright a lot as an influence on me and as a songwriter, but also in his production and orchestrations. And I got really into Joni Mitchell mm -hmm. and I got really into Brazilian music, which I always had been interested in, but and here's where I kind of reconvene in my copying my brother <laughs> is that, you know, he, he had learned how to play a lot of Brazilian guitar yeah. and I was like, I, I think I could do that too. I would like to try. So, you know, the complexity of all those other influences started to really like come through in the stuff that I was just writing on my guitar in my bedroom, which some of which became songs that I eventually recorded for real and some of which is long gone. Yeah. So, you know, fast forwarding to present day, do you find that there's a sort of difference in yourself as a fan of music and yourself as an artist creating music? Definitely, yeah. And I think that like my creations as a musician and songwriter always get filtered through my perfectionism mm -hmm. and my <laughs> kind of pathological uh, need for control, which, you know, I, I've learned to let up on that a little bit. But I think it's really influenced the way that I produce music. And I think that that has pushed me toward more organic sounds in a certain sense, because if I can actually think through, okay, what are the elements of the song going to be in advance? And I kind of have a plan in my head before I go into the studio. You know, there's going to be a string quartet or there's going to be a mandolin. There's... And so I find myself leaning toward this kind of more traditional orchestration and then atmospherics coming from effects like delay and, and stuff like that. I think some people have a much more free-spirited approach to the way that they produce their music or how they might interpret a song that they've written. Yeah. And so when I'm listening to music, I'm much more, especially back in the day when I had my most formative experiences as a music fan, like I really never knew what I was hearing. It always just felt unbelievably cool. Yeah. So many cool sounds emerging from guitars that you could never really place or understand where they came from. And now I can go back and listen to them and I'm like, oh, it's, I can identify a lot of it now. Right. Well, that's, it's interesting. You said something there about wanting to go back and talk about when your listening was more formative. And I think that's an interesting thing that we haven't really talked about on this podcast is like, do you feel like your taste in some ways has become like stagnant or, or almost like what you were just saying, like almost a little jaded because now that you are so proficient as a musician, you've been making music for so long and so, some of the mystery is gone. Do you find yourself... Uh, not as excited about listening to new music or discovering new music? Yeah. I, I, it, like, sadly, that's definitely the case. I used to listen to a lot more music that I got interested in and I, and I enjoyed and I had an understanding that it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, I would listen to it. I was like, yeah, this album is pretty good. And that was good enough for me to want to listen to right. it. Yeah, I really felt much more 
just open to the experience of it. And like you said, there was so much mystique to the sounds themselves. Right. There's also the Spotify and streaming piece to all of this, which is that it's too easy to listen to something. Absolutely. And it's too easy to not listen to it. Right. It's just so easy to like check in and out of stuff and not really be forced to sit with it. Or just appreciate like the fact that somebody made this, yeah. you know, and that's a lot, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is a tangent, I guess, but I saw this clip on TikTok, speaking of short attention spans, but um, Jimmy Fallon <laughs> being interviewed by Moraka and Moraka talking about about the sort of caricature of Jimmy Fallon as being like overly enthusiastic about everything and liking everything of everyone who comes on his shows. And he was kind of saying is like, look, like I've been doing this. I've made TV shows. I've made movies. And I know how much work goes into it. And you do a movie and it's four months of shooting and then two months of selling it. So it's like half a year of your life. I want it to be a hit. So I always root for everything. It's the same kind of thing of like, you know what it's like to record an album. Like you were saying, you you write it, you record it, you produce it, and then you sit on it for a year and stew on it, right? So you know what that's like. <laughs> Bringing that same sort of empathy to listening to something uh, is a valuable skill, I think. Not that we always can yeah. muster it up, but... <laughs> no, I, try, I actually think about that consciously all the time. I find it easier to apply if I go see a movie. Yeah. With music, it's like a little closer to home. Like making a movie, really, really hard. Yeah. Making, making a record is like pretty hard. Making a movie is incredibly hard. Right. So when I listen to music, I do try to think of it that way, but it also, it's kind of like my territory. So yeah. <laughs> I'm much more grumpy about music than I am about other media. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Speaking of something that doesn't make you grumpy, Jared, what is the song that makes you scream, this is the greatest song I've ever heard in my entire life? Yeah, so the song that I chose is The Beautiful Ones by Prince. Great choice. This is uh, from Purple Rain, 1984. When did this come into your life? So I got into this song and Purple Rain, the album in general, junior year of college when I was studying abroad. I was in Santiago, Chile. And before I left, my friend Dave had a hard drive full of music and was like, you have to take all of this music with you yeah. so that you have something to listen to. Innumerable albums one of which was Purple Rain. And we had a conversation and Dave said something along the lines of like, oh my God, you've never listened to Purple Rain? That's crazy. You need to listen to this. And so it's, it was kind of on my project list for that year. And at some point I started listening to it. My first impression was, this is the weirdest thing I've ever yeah. heard. Honestly, that's still my final impression after all these years, <laughs> but with a different kind of attitude toward it. It gradually sort of unfolded for me and I became deeply obsessed with this album and then with Prince in general. As far as Prince fanatics go, I'm probably in a lower tier because people get, you know, there are a lot of people who are really into Prince. Right. But I chose this song because I just have this very visceral memory of how it impacted me and how strange and, dare I say, beautiful this song is, and having never heard anything like it, and I just feel like I had never heard anybody just go so hard on anything in my life <laughs> as he does in this song, particularly yeah, in the second half. second half, yeah. <laughs> Stay 
so yeah, my friend Dave gave me these instructions basically and was like, you got to get into Purple Rain. And then when I finally got back to to the US after my year abroad, I said, okay, so I'm like obsessed with Purple Rain now. And Dave was like, oh yeah, I, know, I don't really know it that well. <laughs> <laughs> so, then we, so then we went on a road trip and listened to it a lot until we both knew it note by note you know yeah have you seen the film i've never seen the film i've seen the film it's very strange personally i sort of hold it at a distance because my impressions of purple rain as an album are so strong and i prefer to not have them colored by let's say the plot of the movie right right you know we were talking earlier about losing mystique I think the specificity of the film does take away some of the mystique from the album yeah. which is a great canvas on which to project your fantasies. Yeah, I think that totally makes sense. Maybe we can talk a little bit more about the song itself. Obviously, you know, you reference his performance as a vocalist mm -hmm. on the track, but is there something specific that really stands out to you? Well, in terms of lyrics, uh, do you want him or do you want me? Because I want you. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite lines ever. I guess I will also add that there was a situation in my personal life at the time which that really connected to yeah. it was a very isolated time in my life i was alone a lot and i was like listening to this on my headphones in the house i was living in and i i wasn't really singing because i was in a house with other people um, <laughs> but i would like lip sync this song in full intensity really imagining myself on stage you know again like you're talking about earlier like my my listening habits can be pretty different from my performing right. mode or my recording mode but there is this part of me that like really wants to be and occasionally finds a channel finds a way to be this super bombastic kind of performer yeah. and presence and i think prince really awakened that for me and like usually it only comes out in like karaoke <laughs> but also the production is just so weird yeah i love how it builds but the way that it builds and then like the apex that it reaches is like this strange combination of incredibly powerful and also strangely anticlimactic at the same time yeah. it doesn't like lean into really sort of like heavy and heavily produced epic tropes as much as you might think right. like what i love about prince songs always and certainly this one is like how precarious they are if anything was even slightly different it could just be terrible yeah and like uh, i guess he probably did occasionally have that happen <laughs> But that's why we love him, because he, he was willing to take the risk right. in sort of style, attitude, production, every element. He was like, I'm going to go out on a limb of a limb of a limb, right. you know, <laughs> yeah. and yet, you, you know, you can walk away taking it totally seriously. Did you ever get a chance to see him live? Yeah, I never saw Prince live, which is, you know, I try not to have a lot of regrets, but that's definitely yeah. one of my big regrets in my life. <laughs> and I guess I just never imagined that I would lose the opportunity right. so soon, so early. Yeah. If you just went and like scanned five songs of mine on Spotify or something, you would not think, oh yeah, this guy's definitely a Prince right, fan. Right, right. But he really had this like huge impact on my life. It's not just the bombastic performance and like his skill as a musician and then 
his skills as a producer, there is a little bit of the sort of like, I do everything perfectionism that I think I have adapted or embodied in some way in my extremely different way. Right. But there's also just as a, as a person and not as a performer, but as a person, like he made me feel much better about my internal identity and, and, and how I see myself and how I move through the world. Like just his whole mode of androgyny and, and all of that kind of stuff. You know, the, it's interesting that Bowie and Prince left the world around the same yeah, time yeah. because I think they, the two of them impacted so many people's lives on that very deep level in a similar way of like, there's a weird version of myself that not everybody knows and not everybody can see, but I see it, I know it, and I coexist with it. And these larger than life figures give you kind of different tools and images with which to like access those different parts of yourself even if there's sometimes a fantasy you know yeah i probably won't wouldn't admire everything he ever said or did uh if i knew everything you know because he was like all over the map right. in a lot of ways um <laughs> it's a different time but I'll, I'll always admire just like the extraordinary degree to which he is himself yeah it's pretty amazing and, you know, if you're Prince, why would you not be yourself? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> well, Jared, I'm glad you were yourself as well. Uh, thank you so much for coming and talking to us about this song and so many other things. If people want to find you online and hear your new album or all of your other music, uh, where should they go? Yeah, they can find it everywhere, I believe. You know, everywhere that you can find music, you will find me if you spell my name right. <laughs> Uh, which you can do by looking probably at the, at the title, title of yeah. this or the description of the episode. <laughs> right. But maybe, you know, uh, your your Instagram people can follow. Yeah, I have uh, my Instagram is Jared Saltiel Music. But I think just go for the music itself. Very good. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you uh, again soon. Okay. Thanks so much for having me on. I've been waiting for this for a while. So <laughs> I'm glad to finally have you it was here. It a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of This is the Greatest Song I've Ever Heard in My Entire Life. If you like what you heard, and I really hope that you do, please think about uh, leaving us a rating and review. Make sure you're subscribed and tell some people about it. A friend, a lover, an enemy, maybe your grandparents. You can follow us on social media at Great Song Pod. That's GR number eight Song Pod on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter. Special shout out to Catherine and Izzy who helped co-produce the show, to Skylar Spence whose song Kratos and Love is our theme music, and of course to you, the listener. Mm-hmm.